Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and today we have a special guest, Calvin Corelli from Simplero. How are you doing, Calvin? I'm doing fantastic. Hi, Chris. It's good. It's great to be here in your company. Awesome. Well, Calvin has something similar to what we have at Lifter LMS. It's a platform. Oh my for, God, are we for, competitors? Uh, we are. Oh God, I need to hate you now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about why it's cool and why we're okay with that. Uh, but Simplero is an all-in-one platform for delivering your courses or your online content. It's a complete marketing solution as well. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, uh, we're going to get into Calvin's story and some of his ways of approaching life and business and, uh, and, and dig into that and, and talk about some lessons learned and, and have some conversations that might benefit you as a online course creator, or membership site owner, or someone needing to do digital marketing. But Calvin, welcome to the show. Uh, tell, tell the listener out there a little bit about who you are, where you came from, and like what makes you tick as a human being. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I, I grew up in Denmark and I grew up with, with computers and software. Um, um, my mom started a software company in 1980 and grew that to 50 people. Um, she, both my par- parents were pretty early onto the computer bandwagon, if not like super early. And, um, and so I love that. And I was working as, as an entrepreneur for, for myself for many years around, with software. And it was always a struggle. And then that kind of led me to, to coaching and, and working with a spiritual teacher. And that led me to realizing that, that these tools that I had learned would be super useful for other entrepreneurs that I saw who were also struggling. And that led me to start to, to do online courses uh, back in 2008, which led me to create Simplero. And, um, and then that kind of took over and became a business of its own. And, and that's been my focus for the past several years. So I, what I realized about myself at one point was that I'm really about being of service to people. Just like, you know, just knowing that I'm serving people better than they've ever been served before. Like that makes me just like super high and excited. And, um, and um, I also realized that I had these kind of two sides to me that I was, was like kind of the spiritual side where, I was kind of, I feel like in, in, in contact with something deeper and, and connected with like trying to figure out what's really going on inside of people and connect that with, you know, at that level and, and, and through the heart, if you will. And then there's the other side of me that was very left brain, very, you know, business and programming and numbers and all that stuff. And, and about 10 years ago, I realized that I had completely suppressed sort of the spiritual side and, 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 I definitely very much separated these two sides of my being. And I decided that, that this is, I realized that that's what I'm about. It's this, I feel like that's my purpose here is to really combine these two sides. So, so being spiritual, but not in a way that it doesn't com- compromise my business brain. It just means it just informs that part of me and we make it work really beautifully together. That's cool. Well, let's dig into that. One of my favorite words is integration. So uh, how, yeah. <clears throat> how do you integrate uh, spirituality and entrepreneurship like what what have there been some struggles in that or like once you had just accepted that they're going to play play in the same sandbox it's just the way you roll like how does it play out for you yeah um i would say yes to, to both if i can yeah. i think 
anyone who's on a spiritual journey knows that that like it's not like a one time thing right it's it's just like meditation meditation the way meditation basically works is you come back to the breath and to that feeling of of presence or or one way i like to describe it is like allowing everything to be as it is letting go of all resistance to to anything being the way it is and then you get caught up in some thoughts somewhere and you get down and then all you need to do is just bring the focus and the awareness back on the breath and and get back to that place of allowing everything to be as it is and that's really like that's what life is like that's what a meditation is like that's you know what my every day of my life is like i'm like oh my god i just realized i got lost in thought like ah, breath come back even when i'm working even when i'm talking to someone and so it's the same like you will get lost in thought you will get caught up in ego stuff and get triggered by old things and then it's like might take you for a ride that actually might a few last a few months or it might just last a few moments depending on what's going on so yes it has been a struggle in that way on the other hand it's also been been pretty easy it was really like that after that moment of me realizing that everything started to click together because before that everything i'd done had been about kind of proving myself or you know becoming successful making money i felt like i always had to accomplish something or become something in order to feel that i was worthy or i was good enough and and once i realized well that pattern must still be there but what i really want to create is to create you know the products that i would love to to use to create the business that i would love to to work in and being be a customer of uh, to create the products that i would really love to see versus like let me try to make something that's going to make money. Let me figure out what is going to make money. It doesn't interest me a whole lot because like, what's the point of making money if it doesn't allow me to do something that I want to do? Like, and I, again, like, well then there's like, you go to work and make the money so you can do, you know, go on vacation. That was never appealing to me. Like I want to, I'm very creative. I love creating things. So I just want the money to enable me to create the things that I want to create because I enjoy creating. So that's awesome. Well, <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about how the, the spiritual piece can inform decisions in entrepreneurship or, mm-hmm. or even it just knowing yourself and knowing your values inform entrepreneurship. One example I would just throw out there is you mentioned in the, the beginning of the show that we're, in fact, in some ways competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, like the spiritual person in me, the values in me, I really care about course creators and these creative education mm-hmm. entrepreneurs as long as whatever we're doing is in service to them, that's really my highest and best use. Like I'm not, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. and I heard you a great guy to talk to. So why would I not do that? <laughs> because, because totally. we may be competitors. So that's one way yeah, for yeah. me. But what about you? Like how does, how does that spiritual nature inform business in a, in a unique way perhaps or a counterintuitive right. way? Um, well, on many levels, I mean, this definitely, definitely one of them. Like I want to support people who are, creating things wherever they're creating things. So you're, you're creating your, your work and your piece of art, your product. And, and that's amazing. Um, all <laughs> more power to you. Um, I think there, there are several levels, like um, apart from what I just talked about, there's also for me that, that as a, as a founder, as the entrepreneur, there's that part where whenever I'm faced with some kind of challenge, I will tend to address it 
at at multiple levels. Um, um, there's there's I like to think of it as like you know body, mind, and spirit. So like at the body level, if you will, there's like what are the concrete action steps that I can take that are going to make a difference here. Um, for example, could be could be hiring was like finding really good talent to to hire and to work with was a struggle with for me for for quite a while until the past um, last year, basically beginning of last year that that really transformed. Um, and then so that would be the action level is like, like, let's write a, an ad or let's put like run some kind of recruiting process or like, what are we going to do for this? Um, the mind level would be like, what kind of beliefs and thoughts do I have around this, uh, this topic? Is it like, you know, one of the things that was challenging me was like, I don't feel like I'm worthy of, of um, you know, working with good people or like, I'm like, who would want to work with me? and Like that kind of thing. Um, so that's good to look at. And then kind of the, the, the level of spirit would be um, just like dropping the words and going even deeper into like, if I put myself, for example, one of the things I love to do is like, like imagining myself being where I would want to be with this, like, working with amazing people and having this great chemistry and all that, um, which is exactly what I have now, which is amazing. And then just notice what happens inside of my body. Where is my body getting contracted? And what does it feel like that may be connected to or familiar, familiar to? And just like sitting with that in eyes closed and just like exploring and loving everything that comes up in that process. So I kind of call, call that or yeah, the spiritual la- level. Um, I also work with a healer and like visualization and these things. And I, I, it's, yeah, I just find that, that once I start to look at a prod problem at all those three levels, that's when it really starts to move. Um, and yeah, it really has. So how could you give a little more detail on how it started to move for you? You said, I think a year ago in terms of a hiring struggle, like what got better? Yeah. <laughs> well, what got better is the most beautiful thing because I was in this um, not exactly custody battle. But I was in, in in a battle with my with my ex wife over over she lives in Copenhagen with my kids and and she decided suddenly at the end of the year before that it would be best for our kids if they didn't see their dad at all. And funnily enough, I disagreed. <laughs> and so I ended up having to go through the legal, the legal system too. And, and they basically sided with me. So now I'm seeing them, which is amazing. Um, but what I also did was I had to fly to Copenhagen to go to a meeting there. And on that trip, I happened to meet this, this young, young, young programmer. And we just headed off chemistry wise. And then after I got home, I was like, I emailed him. I was like, Hey, would you like be interested in doing some contract work for me? And he was like, sure, why not? That could be fun. And so we had like five hours a week and we did that for a while. And I was like, dude, I want to, I want to have you full time. And, and then, you know, a few months later that kind of, that just kind of worked out. Um, and so that what's so beautiful about it is that like I did all of this work and then the right person just like showed up. It wasn't as a response to a job ad. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything. It was you just weren't like, forcing he just, it. He just showed up and yeah. it was exact right time. And that just, that that relationship then transformed me because this guy is super smart and that showed me how how much how important that is and how much fun it is to work together with someone who's super smart and then that led me to be like realize that another team member I had wasn't working and then 
not because she's not smart, but because it wasn't in the right, the right fit for her. And then like, and then on and on. And then it's just like a completely new team. And like everybody just kind of just, it just kind of happened. It wasn't like we need another, someone else to do customer service. And then was like, let's ask in our community to see if there might be someone. And, you know, I hired someone I'd been using as an assistant to help out with that. And she was like, I believe in this one. And then we hired her and it was perfect. She's still with us. It's amazing. So that's a great story. And I think the concept of like trying to force things, I mean, especially like if you're a startup and you got to be scrappy and you're like executing all these processes that you've read about, heard about, done before. Yeah. Uh, Part of the spiritual approach is like letting go or let it be or be here now or whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's almost more effortless. That Buddha saying of like not too tight, not too loose, like how you tune tune a sitar. Okay. Um, yeah, supposedly the Buddha said, the sitar player asked him like about how to meditate and how to like whatever his thoughts or something. And the Buddha answered, not too tight, not too loose, just like you do with your sitar. And I think that's the thing. Like you don't want to be just like wishy-washy in the wind, but you don't yeah. want to hold on. So for me, it's very much about like holding on to that vision and just showing up every day. And if it starts to feel like work, if it starts to feel like not fun, if it starts to feel like a struggle, then I'm like, well, something needs to change. I might still like sit with sit at the computer and, and like, I, you know, it doesn't mean I walk away from the project or from working at it. It's just like, well, I will for, for, for a bit, but I'm like, it just means something has to change. I have to find a different way around this. Sometimes I might leave it for a month or two and then come back to it. If it's still, if it's still important to me. Um, yeah. Depending on what it is. That's, that's really cool. Well, let's dig into that a little deeper. If we look at uh, like a course creator out there or somebody looking to, you know, come online or try to actually build out an online business full time or on the side with education. Um, there's a thing I notice sometimes where some people kind of get in this, like make money online trap and they, they get really focused on that and, and ex- executing on tactics that are supposed to work to help you make money online through that process, <clears throat> people often miss their most valuable asset, which is just being themselves and really, mm-hmm. you know, caring about this, their students or their learners or their prospective customers and really focusing on their problems, not executing marketing tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to build a business. You need to, you know, there's certain pieces you need to put in place and best practices. But what, what you know, with your awareness as a kind of in spiritual entrepreneurship and, and living on purpose, what do you, what are some kind of pitfalls you see out there and how do you advise people if they're getting a little bit off track or a little bit too focused on the money and things aren't working? What should they do? Right. Oh boy. Where do we start? <laughs> well, um, pay attention to your body. Right. Like, how are you feeling in your body? If you're tense, if you're feeling scared, if like, what is going on in your body? And, and take that as cues as input that, that informs you. Um, oftentimes, I'll see people like do things in right in ways that just doesn't feel genuine for them. Um, and I'm like, just trust that you don't have to do that. And like, and, and pay attention to that. It, Put yourself in the shoes of your of your clients, of your customers, of your recipients. Like how 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 do you like to be communicated to? How do you like to be to be to be uh, you know um, treated as a as a customer as a client? And make sure that you treat other people 
the way that you want to be treated, not because of the golden rule, but because that's what works, right? What works for you and what really makes you connect with, with the people that you want to buy from and make you respect them. Trust and, and, and the relationship that you have with your audience is the, your number one apps asset. And, you know, it's easily squandered when you, um, it's, and it's, yeah, it's easier to squander than to build. And it, but it's easily built when you're just being real with people. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, even like, uh, these, this video, this is a podcast. You may just be listening, but, uh, we also, there's a video version on YouTube and I've done a lot of videos for various things over the, the course of uh lecture LMS. And people often say like, I appreciate how like authentic you are. Like you're not, you're just talking. It's not, there's not all this like wizardry going on. Right. Um, and people appreciate that. Um, yeah. Are you, are you perhaps familiar with a, um, a Dutch guy named Wim Hof? I'm not, no. He's known as the Iceman. I just took an online course from him. Okay. I'm all about online courses from every single angle, but um, I took it and he does a lot of stuff with breathing, cold exposure and meditation. And he's like climb Mount Everest in shorts. He does all these things under the ice. And uh, <clears throat> I went through his training oh. program and did a bunch of ice exposure or cold exposure and work through the breathing methods he does. And I got a lot of the cold exposure, like in the shower or in the, you can do it in the shower ice cubes or bath Uh, right out my window is the Atlantic ocean. So I can actually go down to the ocean or like a freezing river and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But you can just do it in the the bath and shower. But through his whole thing, like once you see Wim Hof, like maybe after this interview, just Google and find a video or check him out. He has, I've never seen somebody in an online course format be so genuinely themselves. He's mm-hmm. just a, like kind of a wild Dutch guy that, you know, he's developed this system and he's worked on it for years and he's funny. Sometimes he curses. He's like, has fun. He jokes. It's like, it's what, what does it do for um, you? It does a lot of things. Um, it helps with sleep. It helps with uh, stress. Um, it helps with just mental focus and actually, uh, it actually helps with pain. Like I have chronic low back pain that I've struggled with for a long time and it's helped me kind of work on that. It has like all these different benefits. Um, I'd say the big one though, is just an overall reset of the autonomic nervous system when you go through the exercises. Uh, so it's, it's very cool. But, uh, I mean, just like on the authenticity note, I've never had so much fun just in an online course, just experiencing somebody who was able to like capture that learning journey and teaching and all this on in an online format. It was so cool. And I wish everybody could, you know, do that. Like all the course creators out there, not everybody has to be all, you know, funny mountain man guy, but uh, it's just so refreshing. Yeah. And I think, so I think sometimes what happens is like, if you're, if you're like, if you have a belief system that goes on, that goes like, well, I'm not worthy of this. And like, who should listen to me? And I don't have anything of value, even though you do. Right. But you have all these stories going on in your head. Then it might actually be a little tricky to be like, it's like, uh, it might be easier to like put on the marketing persona than to actually try to connect because this stuff gets in the way. So the other piece of advice I would give people is like, really, really investigate your thoughts. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm like, I'm, madly in love these days like have you ever heard of, of byron katie yeah yeah loving what is yeah 
I read her, I read her, that book first like 10 years ago in 2007. And then I kind of like forgot and then I come back and then I forgot and then I came back to it. And like recently, like a month and a half ago, I just went on a binge and I got every single audio program on audible.com. She has a lot of recordings from live seminars and workshops. And I'm like, God, this is so, this is so awesome. Right. Cause like we can, we can work on all kinds of things, but if we don't like look at our thoughts and how we're torturing ourselves with our thoughts and, and keep perpetuating things that are not true and that are hurting us, then like to a large extent, nothing else that we do is going to matter. Is if that how, keep- is that how you look at, you, you mentioned um, some things around self-love and self-hate is, is, is examining your thoughts, how you become aware of that or what, it, where do you go with that? Yeah, it's like it's like examining, like noticing in your body when you're feeling stress, and then identifying like what is the thought that's causing me this stress now. Like, usually, usually it's some some sort of like, you know, resistance to something. Like, I should be different, or this should be different, or or like something about the future, or or like this is not gonna, this is gonna, you know, be off, awful or whatever it is. And and the realization is just is like. But you need to do it like as, as an inner realization for yourself. But it always ends back to, you know, that that whatever is causing you pain is not whatever is out there. It's your thinking that it should be different. It's your thinking about it that's causing this pain. And so unless you unless you address that, you know, you the, the tendency for all of us is is to, well, you know, if only I had more money or more customers or more success or different leaders or different like or my partner was different or like my body was or whatever then i would feel better and that stuff that that is never true that is never ever true right you will feel better for like 30 seconds or maybe at most like 30 hours but then there's going to be a new goal there's going to be a new goal there's going to be a new goal because that whole process like that's the self-hate part of it is not here to make you happy it's it's here to like keep scaring you and make you unhappy and and you don't have to get any amount of money or success or physical or anything in order to find happiness it's right here all the time every moment so where does the self-hate come from or lack of that 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 urge to push you out of the present moment to some better future state yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, the urge to get out of the present moment to a future state is a belief that there is something wrong with the current moment, <laughs> you know, that yeah. needs to be improved and it's going to be better at some point in the future. And so that's just, that's just the thought that we happen to believe. And an important point is, is that like, I used to think that, well, like whenever this thought would enter my head, that something that like, Oh, this might happen or, or, um i'm a failure or or like i'm not good or whatever i thought that just because the thought enters my mind must be because there's some truth to it which is totally not the case we have thoughts in our heads all the time that are have zero truth value whatsoever so getting like that disconnect between just because it's a thought doesn't mean i have to believe in it and then realizing that that you know it's not true um Sorry, I totally lost my train of thought there. What was your question again? No, just like where did where does the oh, where does the, it come from? Where does it come from? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I think it's got, I mean, I think it comes from, from like, from when we were kids, right? I mean, our parents were brought up that way. It's like, well, you need to, you know, do this and then you can be like, stop doing that. Don't do that. It's too much. You're like this and be that. And so we learn to always monitor ourselves and be like, Oh, am I good enough? Am I not good enough? And, and then like punish ourselves when we're like not meeting whatever standard and rewarding ourselves when we are. Um, and I think as a, as kids, we internalize, like, I have a need for attention or food or whatever, and it's not being met by my parents. And we just tend to internalize that as like, it must be because of something in me. You know, if, if I was perfect, if I was better, if I was good enough, then I would be. And then that system just keeps going and going and going. And it can go for a very long time. <laughs> I've done it for, and we all still do it, right? It's like, I still do it. Like when I, until I wake up out of it, but it's like, yeah, like get on the scale in the morning and like, oh shit, it's like, what am I like? Oh, if only I was a few pounds lighter, I would feel better. It's like, you know what? Actually experience tells me that I will for a very little bit and then it won't really matter. So is self-love basically the opposite of that? Yes. Like, Yes. Be in the moment and everything's okay. And yeah. uh, like go easy on yourself. Like yeah, what, think, even though you have two extra pounds, it's okay. It's still okay to be happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, why wouldn't it be okay to be happy? Like how does right. it being unhappy make anything better? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really, it's like self-love kind of ends up being everything love, which ends up being just not resisting anything. Like, the the whole thought mind, the whole ego mind is resisting what is. That's all it is. It's all it does. And as long as that's in control, it's going to find something to resist. Like, go to the most perfect, beautiful beach and the weather is amazing and whatever. There's, like, fresh coconut water and it's just... Give it like three or four days. I bet you you're going to find something to complain about. Something to complain. It's just how it is. It's just how it works. And that's fine. Um, I think the point is just like when we just to get back to business is to always be mindful of how this stuff works and realize that it's not like enjoy what you're doing right now and do things that that you're proud of and that makes you happy right now that that you know you know just feel good to you to do and um, and that is you know building towards your business and then trust that it's all going to work out you know. Right on, right on. Well, what what would you advise like somebody who's building a membership site or a course like in terms of, you know, get in touch with the authenticity, but then in the method that they teach or treat other people in their platform, what do you, what do you see? What's some advice you have for somebody trying to figure out maybe they're an expert at something, but they're not necessarily trained as a teacher. Like how do you really connect with people right. uh, in, in this world? genuinely like focus on genuinely being of service to people like how can i serve these people today like let that be your curiosity um a tendency i think that i definitely can see in myself and and is like um oh like what i i need something what can i get like what can i do so i get this thing for me um need more opt-ins i need more like whatever it is um and I, I'm not saying that's wrong necessarily, but like, I think it's really, it's really helpful to be like 
have that focus of like, how do I genuinely serve these people? Like respect them. How do I, how do I, yeah. What is it that they need? What is it that I can do? Where is the confusion or where, where is the thing that I can answer or help them with? And, and just focus on that every day. Like, why did you get into this business in the first place? Right. What was it that drew you to it? Um, sure. It's a way to make money, but I'm, I bet there's, there's something much deeper than that, that, that just lights you up about it. You know, I want to work with, amazing people and see what they're doing and just like have fun great let's connect with that energy and make sure that we bring that into our work every day i love that i love that one way i think to say that too is um be a value don't just try to extract value like mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know email addresses money for what courses or memberships or whatever like yeah. do you i mean you need to figure out the mechanics of that but i mean focus it's all about delivering value to the people and loving what you do mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about Simplero a little bit. And stay Did you with have it? And just stay with it. Like that's what I've seen over and over again in all kinds of areas. Is like if you just you know stick with it. Like even if it's if it's just like for your business an hour a day, even just twenty minutes a day. Just like keep at it, keep doing it, and eventually, and like keep being being curious about yourself, about your customers, about the whole process. Eventually, you're gonna nail something. Absolutely. If you're starting out. Yeah. Are we talking? Yes. Yes. And you, uh, <clears throat> I, I think you were, you were mentioning earlier that you were getting around Simplero is about eight years old, mm -hmm. which, which shows a track record of sticking with it. I'm sure there oh, were yeah. some <laughs> ups and downs in early days. Maybe Definitely. a lot of, maybe it wasn't going to work. You didn't know. Like, yeah, yeah. There were moments where I was like, oh shit, I cannot, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll sell this thing. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and, and, and what kept me going was I had customers. And they were using it and they were, they were excited about it and they were asking me questions and I was like, I can't ever let these people down, you know? So, so like I have to, you know, I have to keep going. And then like, it's a, it reminds me of that, like Stephen Pressfield concept of turning pro. I don't know if you're familiar with that, yeah. but like, I can't just like, this is, I have to show up for these people. They, they depend on me. It's their livelihoods. They're feeding their families and their kids through this business. I need to show up. So that pulled me through it. It's been a few years since, since that, like I think five years since I ever had that, that kind of thought or idea, but, but yeah, it, it really helped to, to have that relationship and that respect with and, you know, towards and, and from my customers to, to pull me through that. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I kept going. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that trust that they put in you, I mean, if you needed to close it up, you can do that. But I mean, people yeah. put their trust in you, like you said, and they, yeah. um, you know, they've got, they've built their life around it. So yes. it's a, that's a good motivator there. Yeah. Well, when I look at Simplero, <clears throat> I've done a lot of work over the years, agency work, you know, I have a product in the same space. Um, I've been around a lot of different membership sites and online courses and marketing things. Um, but this, it, it just looks like a complete end-to-end -end solution. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's like, this might be the, uh, the elusive all-in-one platform. Right. Uh, yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> what, just, uh, what is the top bullet point, like feature areas that it addresses? Right. Um, well, let's start with opt-ins. <laughs> yeah. So lists and opt-ins and, and all of that, the, the, the ethical bribe, the whatever you give them, uh, which could also be like a drip course or, or whatever you want to make it, you know, modals that you put on your website or like all of that stuff. Um, products, 
anything you want to charge for, however you want to charge it. And, you know, you can sell um, lectures, workshops, seminars. You can sell coaching sessions, eBooks, online courses, videos, audios, drip, whatever you want. We don't really support things that need to be physically shipped. That's kind of the, the delineation, but, but anything, pretty much anything else. And then um, um, to uh, the membership sites and delivering content and like a discussion forum and in the membership site and all that stuff. Uh, your website, um, we, we, you can do your website on Simplero as well. It's our kind of our most recent major edition, um, which is really, really cool. Just like a beautiful, simple website builder that's designed for what we do. So it has like a box for testimonials. It can show your products on sale if you have, if you're one of those businesses that has multiple products that people can, can buy and, and all that. Affiliate tracking, um, landing pages that you can, you know, have us like separate things that you can send traffic to for, for squeeze, squeeze pages as like to get emails or for as sales pages, pages for your products. And what else we got? I think we got pretty much, pretty much everything that you need for that business. Awesome. And yeah. so sometimes we say that if you're, uh, you know, the best solution is not always, I mean, they're, it's different depending upon what your needs are. And you've got a really awesome all in one platform here and it's a hosted, like you, right. the Simplero hosts the website. Yeah. So you don't have to deal with all that, the stuff right. like, we're yeah. in the WordPress space. You own your website. You got to deal with updates. WordPress is open source. Things are changing. You're installing other plugins. That's not for everybody. Right. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing is so like email, sending email and autoresponders and like automations and all that stuff we, we have too. I think for, for a lot of people, it's just that, that, that knowing that there's one place to go to for support when things break, it's like they know it's us and we, yeah. will, we will take yeah. care of them. We will help them out. We'll, we'll get it fixed. You know, it's not like you don't get thrown around between, you know, Oh, it's not really our fault. It's the hosting company. It's this other yeah. plugin creating the, like whatever it is like, nah. That's awesome. Well, let me, <clears throat> let me ask you a question just as an entrepreneur and uh, but also keeping in mind, like for course creators, if they have a diverse um, skill set or knowledge base, when I look at something like Simplero, and I know just as well from being in the learning management system space and all of the e-commerce and all the stuff involved, it's like an infinite, there's like, if you're going to do the complete solution, mm -hmm. it's very easy to get like, to go down a rabbit hole over here or this, but like how... I guess my question would be from a software company perspective, mm -hmm. how do you prioritize things in your product roadmap and make sure only the essential features stay in and more, or, or that you build towards and make sure, cause it's like, you know, if I were to talk and name brands and stuff like that, this is like a combination of Infusionsoft, lead pages, uh, membership site stuff. Um, uh, all, I mean, just different, all these other disjointed things and you're, you were able to bring it all together. Yeah. So how, and, and that's hard to do. It's really hard to do. To, um, mm. It's a lot of work. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you stay focused and how do you prioritize it? Or is it really just as simple as staying focused on what your customer needs without having to go anywhere else? Is that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of that, like it, it really helped that I was doing this business on my own to begin with. So I really understand it. And I really know, like, um, I have a good strategic mind. So I, I have a really good sense of what you need and what you don't kind of thing. Like we put a lot of effort into to coming up with kind of this the simplest solutions that we can. I, I see a lot of, you know, programmers that have this tendency to, to like just write more code and more details and more features that are than are needed and it ends up being really costly for everybody it's costly to do and maintain and users get confused and stuff and i'm not going to say we always get it perfectly but but that's really what we strive to do like i built this pretty much solo for like five or six years and so it had to be it had to be simple enough for me to to build and maintain on my own right i didn't have the luxury of of you know a large outsourced team or whatever in India. Um, so yeah, and and so we have a pretty good sense of like at a from a big picture place. I spent quite a bit of time like really digging into the vision for this product, what it is, what it isn't, and and how it all uh, hangs together. And that stayed stayed fairly consistent. I did that pretty early on and stayed very, very stable. So that's a testament to the, the kind of the quality of that, which is very, very helpful. Because like, I think that's the d- biggest danger is like when the vision keeps shifting around, then you can kind of see that in the product over time and it just becomes this mishmash. Um, and then, um, yeah, our customers, they, they keep telling us what they, what they want to see. And it's one of the things that we enjoy the most is that, is that, uh, close collaboration with customers and just what was it yesterday or the day before no i think it was the day before it was like finally like the 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 nth customer was like hey like you know that pre-header in the emails that you, people can see in their gmail inbox under the subject line or like whatever email they use um i'd really like to customize that and be able to say you know decide what it's going to say and and we're like yeah you know, let's, let's just get it done. And so (laughs) Nick sat down and he got it done in a few hours and and push it out. And those kinds of, when that, those moments happens where it just, it's right there and like the customer's asking for it and we're like, all right, let's just get it done, you know, and then we can do it and we can get back to the customer and say, here you go, where it's done. You know, that's, that's what we live for. That's the most fun thing ever. So that can be like small things or, 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 or biggish things or things that seem very big, but end up being very small. They're also the opposite things <laughs> that seem very small, but end up being very big. <laughs> right. So right. yeah. 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 Cool. Well, for those of you listening, go check it out at simplero.com S I M P L E R O.com. And uh, just to kind of close it out, Calvin, uh, I want to thank you and honor you for coming on the show and sharing your experience and, and, um, just kind of jamming together about all these issues that entrepreneurs and education entrepreneurs specifically face and, and how you've dealt with them and stuff like that. I love your last point about staying true to the vision. Like it's more effortless if you like really get clear on your vision and then just stay with it. And if you're clear with it, it's probably going to stick for a while, if not your whole life. Could you re could you for us just kind of as a parting thought, um, articulate that vision that that you know has stayed true for you over these over these years and like um, how, you, how you wanted to serve that's a very good question are you let me like are you looking for something specific that, that you saw or are you just like well you, me, you mentioned that the um uh because you your vision has been the same for the right, past. right yeah yeah no, no 
Okay, got it. Um, I don't know that I can necessarily because for, for, for me, it's like I've done this with other entrepreneurs where, where like you start some business and then you get lost in like the details and you kind of forget what it was all about. And then what I've done is I've brought, brought like usually like a founder team together in a guided meditation okay. and then close your eyes and then I'll guide them through this process of like reconnecting with that moment. And I really think I've had think about it this way as like we're getting touched by something that like inspires us literally to start this business. And so bringing people back to that moment of connecting with what made me want to do this. And it's, so it's a very felt thing. And then from there, I've seen these amazing processes of like people just like realizing and starting to cry and, and just like having these like, ah, this is what it was all about. Like, and I just got lost in the struggle. Right. And so it's, it's a very felt thing, but the idea is basically take someone who's really good at what they have to to teach and offer and really like care about that, care about their audience and 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 how they can can help them. One of the other things, backtracking a second, not very good at being short. Um, one of the other things was that I really I had this vision in 2008 of how um, I wanted to to do my part in transforming consciousness on planet Earth through entrepreneurship so like create these businesses and products that that touch people's soul in a deeper way and it's funny steve jobs actually talked about that like products can have a a, a, um, a sense of enlightenment about them that that affects people um and so so simplero is one of those things and i realized that that instead of me like sitting down and doing kind of one-on-one -on -one transformational work with a bunch of people i could write software that enabled other people to do transformational work with people. And basically anything that, that like has that, where you have that openness to change, like whatever it is, learning something new is like, there's an openness, there's an expansion. And I'm, I'm just, I love that. So I want to support that in any way. So the vision is really for anyone who is, who has that kind of aura about them of like wanting to teach to expand themselves and their clients' lives, et cetera. I want it to be like super easy for them to go in and just, we take care of all the things that can be automated, all the things that are technical, and you can just focus on, you know, building your relationship with your audience and transforming their lives and transforming you as in the process. That's awesome. That's well, the sh very short. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the spirit of staying with what is, I'm going to ask you another question because it it's coming up for me. And that is, uh, I, and I think you, you just mentioned it, uh, you referenced Steve Jobs saying how products could, could have a, a, a spirit. Or I think I heard, and I also heard yeah. you say in another uh, video or something about that, like products having a soul or your business having a soul. Yeah. Could you speak to that a little bit? Like, I mean, you're the creator of Simplero. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're entrepreneurs. We have companies. We have businesses. The people out there listening are creating, you know, their own membership sites or course or education companies. What do you, what, how can this concept of the business or the work of art having a soul, how can that, can you help shine the light on that just a little more before we go? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's for me, it's where I go to when I need to, to make decisions about it. Um, and also for motivation. And it's, it's a place that I go very, very often. It's like, this is what this is about. And there's, there's me and what I'm about as a founder. 
and then there's the the product and and the company and and what what they're about um and it's really yeah it's really tuning into to a very felt sense of like what is it and it doesn't necessarily have words but it really helps me make decisions and get get into a more grounded like I like to think of it as like, you know, employing my whole mind body instead of just like my mind, you know, so letting my mind be part of my body and letting my body and all the awareness that's in my body be part of my mind and inform, inform decisions. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it's hard to put in words. It's like, it's very operational. It's very practical in, in, you know, making choices. Well, it's a feeling. I know what you mean. Like if you're at a great, you know, um, if you're in a great company or uh, having some kind of great experience with a product, right. whatever that is, like there's a feeling that that's, it kind of has its own um, Yeah. I feel like often I can, I can feel it like restaurants. Yeah. So like you go into some place and you're like, you get a weird feeling like what is I'm not really getting a read on what what is this what's going on and what how do they want me to feel (laughs) or like that kind of thing versus like some other places that are just beautifully designed and you're like ah okay yes here I clicks and might not be my taste but at least I know exactly what's going on here yeah Um, I have a theory with restaurants and actually just cooking in general that um one of the best things to do like to make great food is it has to be made with love. Absolutely. And uh, you can tell, like I, I can tell. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. which is why it's completely crap that we pay. Like the, the cooks are generally paid minimum, minimum wage. And like when you tip, it doesn't go to the cooks. It only goes to the, <laughs> the wake staff by law and like all that stuff. It's pretty messed up how that works. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, Calvin Corelli, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show. Where else besides Simplero.com can people go to find you and connect with you on the web? Well, they can show up at my door. That might be a little <laughs> awkward if we haven't talked before. But no, um, on the on the interwebs, you may find me at CalvinCorelli.com, which is my full name. I'm sure you'll put a link somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a I have a blog and I have this this uh, video show that I that I do called the Calvin Show, and uh, I have a newsletter there as well that I write to occasionally. And please feel free to like write me back uh, if you hear this. Email me. Um, these ways to get on the newsletter, and then you'll get emails from me, and then you can just hit reply to those, and I'll see it and I'll respond. I always respond to my email. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming oh God, on the show. That was a big promise. Do I have to do it forever now? <laughs> <laughs> yep, this video will be live forever. Yes. <laughs> so, gotcha. All right. Well, thank you and uh, have a great rest of your day. And we should do this again sometime. Thank you so much, Chris. It was really fun. I was really glad to meet you. And thank you to everyone who listened or watched for, for sticking with us and for being here and for doing what you're doing. <laughs>